Welcome to Pod of Fame. This is Jim Mylock, and today we're talking football. We're talking former running back Matt Forte and whether or not he should get a call to the hall. So Matt Forte is the first Chicago athlete I'm tackling. Um, played for the Chicago Bears for the majority of his career before finishing up with uh, a few unmemorable moments on the New York Jets. He played for 10 NFL seasons total from 2008 to 2017. Ran for just under 10,000 yards, uh, clocking in at 9,796 yards on the ground. Also had 4,672 yards receiving and 75 total touchdowns. Now, Forte just retired uh, a few years ago, so he will not be eligible for Ken until 2023. But they're starting to talk about football. Mahomes just signed that contract. I'm starting to think about the Bears. And, and Matt Forte came to mind. Now, before we jump into our first segment, I want to say one thing because this is the first Chicago athlete I, I'm talking about. Now, now I'm from Chicago. Um, I'm going to cover athletes across all sports um, with all different times of teams. I'm not going to focus on only Chicago athletes, but Chicago is a great sports town and athletes from my own sports teams are going to come up from time uh, to time. And, and Matt Forte is a, a great kind of candidate of will he, will he not be in the, the Hall of Fame. And the one thing I want to say before we get into um, today's today's podcast is that when it comes to Chicago players, I'm not going to be a homer. And if anything, I really think I might be a little too harsh. Uh, it's kind of like, think think of the when you were a kid growing up, right? And before you get to, to the school teams where you're playing for your middle school, your high school, uh, the coaches are are the, the parents of a kid on the team, kids on the team. And there's kind of two different kinds of coaches uh, when it comes to how they coach their own kid. There was the coach that <laughs> gave their kid uh, maybe a little too much opportunity when their kid wasn't that good um, to be supportive. You know, it was all about their, their son or daughter. Um, they couldn't do anything wrong. They were the pitcher if you were playing baseball. They're the point guard if you're playing basketball, uh, football, they're, the, they're going to be the quarterback. And no matter what that kid did, how no matter how bad they played, always pats on the back, always put them back in that position because it was their, their kid. And, you know, that's that's probably good parenting to to a point. You're, you're boosting your kid's self-esteem. You're putting them in good positions um, to hopefully succeed. And sometimes they do. I mean, sometimes the coach's kid's the best kid. But a lot of the times it feels like, uh, that kid's not that good at sports, and maybe they're coaching not because they know much about the sport, but just so their kid gets some playing time. Again, nothing wrong with that necessarily. Just um, that—that's one kind of um, one end of the spectrum. And the other, the other coach-child um, relationship, parent-child relationship, when it comes to to that, is kind of the other extreme, and it's terrible. But uh, they're super hard on their kid, no matter how good their, their child is, they could do better. And they're yelling at them all the time. And it's, you feel bad for that kid. And I saw plenty of that growing up too. And, and that again, parenting style is, is putting your kid in a position where maybe you shouldn't be in, but you want to, you know, it's your kid. You want to do right by him. Is that the best way? Maybe not, but he's yelling at your kid at, at all times. Even if your kid's super good, um, being super hard, pushing them, being harder on them because because you don't want the uh, the other kids on the team to to feel like you're giving your kids special treatment, so you give them a different kind of special treatment where it's like 
more like a torture and the kid begins to resent you. That's the other end. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to try to be in the middle. I'm going to be, try to be as objective as possible. That's, that's my goal. But all I'm saying here on this long winded rant is if I'm going to lean one way or the other, I'm going to be more of the, the dick, the I expect more from my Chicago athletes, no matter how much I love them, you know, I expected more from them. And again, be clear. I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible, but I'm just letting you know, if I had to lean one way, I'm not going to be a homer here. If anything, I'm going to be a little tougher on the Chicago candidates. So today we're talking Matt Forte. I'm going to be as objective as possible, but just know if you're like, Hey, especially if you're from Chicago, which I'm sure this is one of my first three podcasts, you're probably from Chicago. Listen to this. You're probably a bears fan. There's some Packer fans in Chicago. I don't want to go into that, but you're probably a bears fan. You're going to be like, maybe he's being a little too hard on Forte. I'm just trying to look at this from, from the most objective lens. I can tell it how I see it. Look at that resume and, and give a clear cut answer of whether or not they should be in the hall of fame or not. So that's my long spiel. I will not go on that rant again. A future Chicago uh, athlete. If you didn't hear this the first time, which you probably didn't, you're not going to get this again. This is the last time, but just want to know that before we go in. So Matt Forte running back Chicago bears, will he be in the hall of fame or not? Let's go to our first segment. What comes to mind? So what comes to mind when I think of Matt Forte? Um, first thoughts are he's a three down back. He's that traditional three down back. That's going to be out there on the passing downs, but he's also moving the markers on first and second down. And, in today's game, that's getting harder to come by. Um, there seems to be a lot more uh, third down specialists when it comes to running backs um, than I remember growing up as a kid. Uh, but Matt was one of the best uh, three down backs out there. Uh, his his rushing yards, uh, again, he didn't get to that 10,000 yard marker, which seems to, to really be a standard. Some of the top running backs reached during their careers. But when you look at... Um, his yards from scrimmage, that's where Matt really shines. So for his career, um, he had 554 catches for 4,672 receiving yards, 21 touchdowns. So that combined with his rushing yards gives him 14,468 yards from scrimmage, which is actually good for 30th in NFL history. So that's where you know his, his rushing yards, they were great, definitely respectable. Um, for a, a great career as a NFL running back, but it's really his receiving yards, the number of catches he has, that yards from scrimmage that really puts him in the conversation of of being a Hall of Famer. The crazy thing, and this was news to me, and again, I'm a lifelong Bears fan, watched Matt his entire career, but I didn't think about this. He, from 2008 to 2017, while he was in the league, um, Matt had the most yards from scrimmage. And yeah, that is most. He was number one in yards from scrimmage from 2008 to 2017. I know that's specific, um, but when he entered the league from when he ended it, no one got more. But if you look at history, so every NFL back in history, we're talking about the grits. We're talking about Walter Payton. We're talking about Eric Dickerson. Tony Dorsett, Emmitt Smith, we're looking at all those running backs. Only six running backs in history 
had over 9,000 rushing yards and over 4,500 receiving yards. Um, so that puts him in rare company. So again, while he played, no one had more yards from scrimmage than him. And when you look at his total career, only six running backs did what he did in terms of rushing over 9,000 yards and having over 4,500 yards receiving. Um, so he is one of the better three-down backs of all time. Um, going back to some of um, his receiving numbers, because again, we his running numbers, um, you know, not gonna not gonna put him in the Hall of Fame discussion alone. But his receiving numbers, um, again, the number of catches he had, um, that puts him at ninth all time among running backs. And receiving yards, that puts him at twelfth most all time um, when it comes to receiving yards. He has six seasons with over fifty catches. And I know this won't be as impressive uh, today, but <clears throat> until Mr. McCaffrey came into league, um, Matt Forte actually held the record for most catches by a running back in a season with 102. Um, he did that in 2014, um, which is a record McCaffrey broke in 2018. And then he rebroke his own record in 2019. I'm sure by the time his career ends, he will have a number uh, of seasons above that 102 catches number from Matt Forte in 2014, but Matt did hold the record um, for a few years before McCaffrey came along. So uh, again, first thought, if someone's talking about Matt Forte, I'm not thinking about crazy rushing numbers um, or anything like that, but I'm thinking of a three down back who um, got a lot of touches, who had the ball in his hands a lot, who was just as capable a receiver as he was as a runner. Um, and I think that's a, even more appreciated in today's NFL, but um, he was still kind of um, one of the best uh, when it came to both catching and um, running the football um, during his time in the NFL. So that's what comes to mind with Matt Forte. Let's head to our next segment, That Memorable Moment. So when I'm thinking of that memorable moment, defining moment, Hall of Fame moment from Matt Forte's career, um, what I got to and what I think about or what I would point people to is his 2014 um, season with the Chicago Bears. Uh, so that season, he had 1,846 yards from scrimmage for the Bears, so that was third in the league. Um he only had um, 1038 yards on the ground and six touchdowns, but the reason why this is his defining year and one you would you would point back to is this is the year he had 102 catches. Uh, this is the year he set the record. So 102 catches, 808 yards, um, four receiving touchdowns. Uh, anytime you're setting a record um, that's meaningful. Um, I, I think it's something you'd point back to. And again, as I said earlier, um, 102 catches was the record for a running back until Christian McCaffrey got 107 in 2018, and then he got 116 last year. Um, he might end up setting the, the record for receivers uh, or running backs at some point, the way he handles the rock. Um, but again, Forte um, really did well that season, obviously, um, and was kind of the Bears offense. Um, didn't really have too many other options on that 2014 team. Um, he did account for 35% of the Bears total offense that year, um, which is nothing to laugh about. 
So that's uh, that memorable moment. Uh, let's go to the last of the three short segments before we get into the meat of the presentation. Let's go to Ann Twins. I love playing two-hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win with the twins. I love quarterbacks eating dirt, pom-poms and short skirts. So, again, I, I've said this on all of my first three three podcasts here. Um, I I'm not going to have that transition be 30, 30 seconds every time. I uh, I keep going back to to edit it down, but. Um, every time I listen to it, I get super pumped up. Um, it makes me laugh every single time. Um, but I will cut it. This will be the last time it's 30 seconds long. Um, I'm trying, I keep going down the road of like, what part do I cut? It's, it's probably what a director, it's probably how Martin Scorsese feels when he's, you know, he films like eight hours of a movie, like any, all of his movies somehow there's like hours and hours of of the film that don't get put in. Um, and he always wants it to be like, it's always like kind of like 20 or 30 minutes too long anyway, but it could have been like five hours, but he finally gets it cut down to like three and a half hours. Um, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like that with that song. Like I, 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 I want to cut things out, but, um, every line is just, it's, it's well written. Whoever wrote that Coors Light commercial, they did a great job. So anyway, and twins. When I'm thinking about Matt Forte, I'm looking at the running backs in the Hall of Fame today. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at who are, who are those other three down backs? Those those guys who caught um, a lot of balls out the backfield, who were equally um, as threatening, um, coming out of the backfield, catching passes as they were. Um, kind of running in between the tackles, and who I really came to to was Thurman Thomas, um, of the the running back for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Thurman Thomas playing a little different air. Um, you know, he was in the '80s through the '90s. Um, he played on those those four Super Bowl uh, losing teams of the, of the Buffalo Bills. Um, but when you but when you look at numbers wise, they him and Forte are very similar. Um, you know, Thomas played a little longer. He played 13 seasons. So he ended up with a little larger numbers that, that probably helped elevate him into the hall. Um, Thurman had 12,000 rushing yards, 12,074 rushing yards, where Forte again, just missed the 10,000 um, rushing yards mark. Um, and then Thurman Thomas also had 65 rushing touchdowns, um, where Matt Forte only had 54 rushing touchdowns. Uh, when it comes to to their ability to catch the football, uh, Forte actually has um, around 80 catches more um, than Thurman did. Uh, Yards-wise, Forte beats Thurman by like 200 yards. And touchdowns, Thurman actually had two more touchdowns um, on the receiving end. And when it comes to yards from scrimmage, which, which Matt Forte... Um, which really, I guess, propelled Matt Forte, I guess, into the, the conversation of, of being a Hall of Famer. 
Um, Matt Forte had again fourteen thousand four hundred sixty-eight yards from scrimmage, which put which which puts him at thirtieth all time. And Thurman Thomas was at sixteen thousand five hundred thirty-two yards from scrimmage, which puts him at twelfth all time. So, um, yeah, those two thousand extra yards really kind of propels you up the list. If Forte would have just played a couple more years, he'd be right up there with Thurman um, near that top ten. So in terms of just their overall kind of numbers, they're they're very similar. Um, they really are. Thurman played a little longer, which led him to to pile up a little more stats. If, if Forte would have, again, I think he could have played a couple more years if he really wanted to. I mean, how Frank Gore still playing somehow, and um, I'm sure Forte could have found a home, but he, he ended up retiring, uh, so he didn't get to the numbers that Thurman Thomas did. However. There's a few things um, that Thurman did that that Forte really doesn't have on his resume, uh, which is which prep is which is probably why Thurman Thomas is was not really. Um, I mean, it's debated if he should be a Hall of Famer. He's not Walter Payne or Emmett Smith or anything like that. Um, but he did have some some awards in his his trophy room, um, which do put him kind of as a, a shoe in Hall of Fame candidate, but you, you knew he was going to make the Hall um, at some point. He he won an MVP award, um, which as a running back, is, is not too many running backs that have won the MVP. Um, he was a two-time All-Pro, five Pro Bowls. And then what really, um, compared to Matt Forte, I mean, no MVPs for Matt, no All-Pros for Matt two Pro Bowls for Matt. So, so Thomas, um, you know, his trophy room would require um, more than a, a broom closet like Forte's trophy um, room would, would be able to be. But the, I guess the biggest thing outside of the awards is, is the playoff experience. Um, not Forte's fault exactly, but um, he only played in two playoff games. And uh, neither playoff games, he had over 100 yards rushing. Where Thurman Thomas, again, I said he was on those four teams that made to the Super Bowl for the Bills. Um, He had 21 career playoff games with 1,400 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns. And he also had 76 catches, 672 yards um, receiving. So, I mean, uh, again, he almost has a full, over a full season of, of stats where he did play a meaningful role in a bunch of Buffalo Bills teams that went very far in the playoffs, um, which which Forte just didn't have to have. And and again, being on the national stage all those times, like even those the early 90s, now we have red zone and everything else under the sun. You get to see all these players. Um, Thurman Thomas was in kind of the national spotlight quite a bit during his career. People knew who he was. And again, that should not matter when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but just he is a more recognizable and well-known commodity um, across just football fans and general football writers from across the nation than Matt Forte um, ever was. And um, that, that's a major difference I just kind of want to point out between them as well as we look at Matt's candidacy versus you know Thurman Thomas's um, candidacy to get into um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So um, that's, that would be Matt 
Forte's twin. I, I would say they're definitely more fraternal twins than identical twins. Uh, their numbers are a little bit identical, but when it comes to the awards and the playoff experience, um, Thurman Thompson Thomas is kind of the uh, he's kind of like if there's the twins and um, I'm trying to think of athlete twins. Thurman Thomas would be Horse Grant. I'm sorry, I just last dance was pretty recent, so I'm going Bulls. Um, Thurman Thomas would be Horace Grant and, uh, Forte's Harvey, Harvey Grant here. So Thurman Thomas, uh, if you were comparing him and Forte against each other, Thurman Thomas is always winning. However, their careers are quite similar. Um, and just because Thurman Thomas was a better player, um, and it has a better resume than Matt Forte does not mean that Matt Forte should not be considered for the hall or, or become a hall of famer. Just need to make that clear. So with that, we are done with our first three short segments. So now it's time to go to the meat of the presentation. Let's take it to court. So court's now in session. So this is where we're going to make the case for Matt Forte to be in the Hall of Fame. Then we're going to cross the aisle, make a case against him and his Hall of Fame candidacy. And then finally, we're ending with a final verdict. Should Matt Forte get a call to the hall? So that's how this segment works. We're going to start with case four because I always like to start on a positive note with why he should be in the hall. So first things first, if I had to just have one bullet or make one comment or have a, a, a message and then walk drop the mic, it would be simply that he had the most touches and yards from scrimmage from 2008 to 2017 with 14,468. This is not a cherry pick stat where I'm picking out a two-year segment. This is his career. So while he was in the league, no one had more touches or more yards from scrimmage. And that means something. That means something. And I know it's not the most rushing yards, the most receiving yards or anything like that, but yards from scrimmage, I mean, he was making an impact on the field consistently every year during every year he played. It's There's not much more you can ask for in terms of production when it comes to him impacting the offense and, and them moving the chains. So that really stands out um, for why he should be in the Hall of Fame in terms of that's a 10-year a career. And during that time, no one else. And there's greats during this time, you know. Adrian Peterson's playing this time. Marshawn Lynch is playing during this time. No one had more yards from scrimmage from when he started to when he ended than Matt Forte. And as I said earlier, if you look at his overall career, so just not his time period, but overall career, only six running backs, including him, have had over 9,000 rushing yards and 4,500 receiving yards. And those other players outside of Matt Forte are Walter Payne, Marshall Falk, Daniel Tomlinson, Marcus Allen, and Tiki Barber. Four of those five players are shoo-in Hall of Famers. So he's in pretty good company there. He was top 10 in yards from scrimmage five times, uh, which makes sense since he's had the most during that time period. Um, Career-wise, 30th in NFL history in yards from scrimmage. Um, just for some context, you know, that's more than some hall of famers like Franco Harris, 
John Riggins, O.J. Simpson, Lane Moore. You had more yards than scrimmage from those guys who are already in the Hall of Fame. And then, as I said earlier, you know, ninth all-time in catches by running back, 12th all-time in receiving yards by running back. Um, that's nothing, nothing to laugh about. And then finally, uh, when it comes to ball security, this is nothing, you know, this is not going to be on his plaque if he were to make it or anything like that. Uh, but only 22 career fumbles over 10 years. You know, it's just a little over two fumbles a season. Ball security, um, I think that gets overlooked sometimes. He was not giving the ball up. And when you figure that he had the ball in his hands all the time, most touches during his career, and he only had 22 career fumbles, um, that, that's, that's impressive and that's important. And again, that's nothing, um, you're not leading with that, but it is important to look at you know, Matt Forte is an offensive force. He's getting the most touches when he's in the league. He's getting the most yards from scrimmage while he's in the league. He's not fumbling the football. He's kind of that sure thing on offense. You know he's going to catch it. You know he's good for some yards on the ground. You know you can have him out there at all times at the end of games. I guess you can have him out there at any point because he's, he's able to get you um, yards in the air if you need it. He's able to get you yards on the ground if you need it. And he's not going to let the ball up. And I, I don't think there's anything I think nicer we can say about Matt Forte than that he is a, a sure thing out there. And he's someone you can count on as a running back. And there's running backs that have way better numbers than Matt Forte and all of that. But you can't say that about everyone. There's a lot of one-dimensional running backs that were, you know, only could do things on the ground. Or they were excellent at catching the ball, but couldn't do much um, outside of that. Um, there's not as many. Um, that could do both. Again, when you think of the best of the best, you're thinking of Thurman Thomas, um, who I said was his twin. Um, you're thinking of Marshall Falk. You're thinking of Marcus Allen, Walter Payne. Um, but again, everyone doesn't doesn't do that. And and um, Matt Forte's ability to do both um, should really be considered as we look at his Hall of Fame resume because not many people in the running back position caught the ball as well and as many times as Matt Forte did. So moving across the aisle, case against, uh, first thing I'd point to is he didn't even get 10,000 rushing yards. Um, 9,796, very close. You know, I thought Matt Forte's crew would last a little longer when he got to the Jets, though. He just, he should have never left the Bears. Um, I think I think he maybe sticks around a little longer if he somehow finds his way in the Bears. Um, but 33rd all-time. Um, for rushing yards for a running back that we're talking about going in the Hall of Fame, that's that's not the best lead in, and that's what people lead in with. Um, he had 4.2 yards per carry, um, which is good, but it's good for 112th all time, which is not that great. He only topped a thousand yards five times, which I'm actually surprised about. I thought it'd be more than that on the ground. And not only did he only top 1,000 yards five times, he only got over 1,100 yards twice. So he was barely getting over the marker as it is. And he was only top 10 in rushing twice, um, which is alarming over a 10-year career to only be in the top 10 twice. So he's only in the top third of the league twice during a 10-year career. And when we're talking about a Hall of Famer here. That's, that's not the best story. Um, the highest he ever finished was second in the season with 13 
139 yards rushing. He never ever reached 1,400 yards in a season. You know, when I'm looking at Hall of Famers, you're seeing those 15, 16, 1,700 yard seasons. And with the best of the best, those 1,800 yard, 2,000 yard seasons. So for him never to even give over 1,400 yards is a big red flag. So not reaching 10,000 yards isn't the end all be all. You look at, you know, great running backs um, that are in the Hall of Fame that didn't get to 10,000 yards, but you know, you think like that, but then you look at those players um, who got under 10,000 yards rushing and you, and you think, you know, if you got under 10,000 10, yards rushing in a career, if that was on your resume, you better have dominated the league when you, when you were in it. Um, and when you really look at some of those guys who got under 10,000 yards in the, in the Hall of Fame, the Gale Sayers, the Terrell Davises, the Earl Campbells, you know, they did just that. I mean, Gale Sayers, he was made five all-pro teams. Terrell Davis, he made three all-pro teams. He won the MVP of the Super Bowl. He ran over 2,000 yards in a season once. Um, he won the regular season MVP. And then Earl Campbell, three all-pros. He won a regular season MVP. Those, those, th- you know, those, those under 10,000-yard running backs, they may be under 10,000 yards, but they absolutely dominated the NFL when they were in it. They were... The best of the best, the the all pro. Anytime I talk about an NFL player, I'll probably go into looking at how many all pro, um, how many all pro teams they made, because of how much that means in the NFL. It, an AP All Pro, even one season of that, that means you were the best at your position. So so um, there's only one. It's like an All NBA first team. If you're thinking of of the NBA. So Gale Sayers was considered the best running back in the NFL for five years. They don't give two of those out. One for Gale Sayers. Terrell Davis, three times. He was the best running back in the league. Earl Campbell, three times the best running back in the league. So even though they got under 10,000 yards, they have those distinguished accomplishments that Matt Forte just doesn't have. And not only that, but you know, you even look at something like Pro Bowl. I don't like, do not consider all pro and Pro Bowl the same thing because the Pro Bowl, you know, it's the all star game, the NFL. It's holding Orlando now, which don't get me started. Hawaii was awesome. Orlando's dumb. But that's besides the point. Pro Bowls, again, they're the all star game. People kind of get injured all the time or just say they're injured so they don't go. So they send someone else. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky made a Pro Bowl as an alternate. So it's nothing I, um, take too much docking, but at the same time, at the same time, if you have some pro bowls on your resume, we at least know you're one of the better people at your position that year, unless you're Mitchell Trubisky, that that's actually, I almost want to throw pro, pro bowls out of the conversation forever. Now that Mitchell Trubisky was a pro bowler one year, but we will not get into that here, but Matt Forte was a pro bowler twice. So maybe that you've heard some more. Mitchell Trubisky has half as many Pro Bowls as Matt Forte. Okay. That's, I am scared saying that out loud. That's actually, that actually hurts me that Matt Forte only has two Pro Bowl uh, appearances. And that actually shocks me. And again, I don't want to have that be the end all be all. He only made two Pro Bowls. He shouldn't get in, but. I look at the Hall of Famers, any of the running backs in the Hall of Fame, okay, today. Only two of them 
have two Pro Bowls or less. So Matt Forte would be the third. But then you look at the resumes of those two, and it's Paul Hornig and John Riggins. Um, for those who don't know Paul Hornig, he played a very long time ago, but um, he was a two-time All-Pro. He was a four-time NFL champion, and he won a league MVP. So that's what he did with his you know, two Pro Bowls. And John Riggins, um, he was you know, the famous Redskin. He ran over 11,000 rushing yards in his career, had over 100 touchdowns, and he was the catalyst of the 1982 Super Bowl Redskins team um, that won the Super Bowl, and he actually won the MVP that year. Okay, so side tangent real quick. John Riggins, for those of you who do not know who he was, he was just a bruiser, like the most old school, early 80s running back you can think of. Um, these guys don't exist anymore today. I looked at that run he had to see, okay, how great was the Super Bowl? But then I looked at his entire playoffs that year. His playoffs in 1982, the run he had in four games, pretty much should have gotten him in the Hall of Fame um, no matter what. Um, in three of the four games he played that playoff year, he had 36 or more carries. And in the Super Bowl, he had 38 carries for 166 yards. Honestly, I don't know when the last time anyone in an NFL game had 38 carries. I bet it's a few years back. But to do that in a Super Bowl where you literally, we're talking about Matt Forte carrying the Bears offense at times. When you're talking about 38 carries in a Super Bowl, you are the offense that Super Bowl. You, If you're winning, it's because of you. And John Reagans did that. So side tangent over. But again, those are the only two guys in the Hall of Fame today at the running back position that, that had two Pro Bowls or less. So Matt Forte would be joining them. But Matt Forte doesn't have any of those credentials. He was never a league MVP. He didn't win any championships. He was not an all-pro. Um, so those two Pro Bowls um, without any other accomplishments doesn't put him in the best company. And then again, you go through some of these other stats. It's kind of wild, actually. I, I watched Matt his whole career. He was always one of our best players. He definitely was one of the better backs in the league at all times. But, you know, he never had 10 rushing touchdowns in a season. That's crazy to me. But he never did. He had 54 career rushing touchdowns. That's 64th all time. And then you think, wait, Jim, wait, you know, we're talking about how great of a three down back he is. He had all those catches, all those receiving yards. That's great. But that didn't translate to touchdowns. He had 75 total career touchdowns, which is his 79th best of all time. The most touchdowns he ever had in a year was 12. And then I talk about, you know, he had the most yards from scrimmage during his career, all that stuff. He never got 2,000 yards from scrimmage in a season, total yards from scrimmage in a season. That's like when I'm thinking of the best multi-purpose backs, you know, those dual threats. You think of those 2,000 yards from scrimmage as the standard, right? Like Thurman Thomas, he had, he had four. Or I'm sorry, he had two 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Like those, the best ones, they have those 2,000 yards from scrimmage seasons. Those are their staple seasons. Well, Matt never got that far. The most he ever had was 19, um, 1,933 yards from scrimmage. That was in 2013. He actually only had over 1,800 yards from scrimmage twice. Okay, so he never had even one year over 2,000. He was just super consistent year to year what he did, which is great. But he never had those years that kind of shocked us.
that really put him on the map as the best or one of the best. Um, and, and, and that hurts him. And then to top it off, um, only two career playoff games. I can't fault him for that. The bears were pretty rough during this stretch. Um, but in those playoff games, he never even hit a hundred yards. And then if you really look at the, um, the air he played. So from 2008, um, to the end of his career in 2017, you know, he's probably the ninth best running back, which, which is not as like, I thought he'd be higher up when I really broke it down, but I looked at it, you know, automatics above him are Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, um, LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore. Those guys are all ahead of him. Then you get into the, the Arian Fosters, the Jamal Charles, Stephen Jackson's, Chris Johnson's of the world. And you think he fits in that pact. Um, and he does. He fits in that that group of guys. He's in that next tier. But he's probably near the end of them. I mean, Arian Foster, again, they had some of those all. Uh, Jamal Charles did some of those, you know, top years um, where they're all pros. And, um, you know, Arian Foster was a pro bowler four times. Jamal Charles was a pro bowler full time, four times. Steven Jackson, Chris Johnson, three times. So, you know, Chris Johnson had that 2000 yard season. Just 14 never had that. I think he fits in ninth, ninth best. Uh, You know, I I think he's better than Maurice Jones drew who was around this time period. But then, you know, even if you add in, the recent guys who came in while Forte was still in the league, the Zeeks, the Levon Bells, the Gurleys, I mean, those guys are, I, I think, better than Matt Forte. So he was a consistent guy. He always came in, put in the work year to year. But in terms of dominating a season or being one of the best backs, he never really had that. He was just a consistent all-around guy who season, you know, every season he came to work for the Bears, he he put up the same kind of numbers year to year. It just, it was never anything off the charts. He never had that kind of peak years. It's, you know, if you think back to when I was going through, um, his most memorable moment, you know, it was hard. It was hard to find that. There was nothing that I didn't like, you know, I had to do a little research there. It's not like, Oh, this year, you know, it, it, it was, I had to kind of look and be like, okay, the year he set the record was probably his best year, but, Again, he barely got over a thousand yards rushing that year. He didn't get over two thousand yards from scrimmage that year. Um, he never had that like season or run or even even game to remember. Like you look at his best games, he only scored three rushing touchdowns in a game once. You know, he only had one game in his career where he had over two hundred yards rushing. Um, his best game, if I had to really pinpoint this game, stood out. For me, it was the NFC Championship game in 2010 with the Bears against the Packers. He had 10 catches in that game. That was the game Cutler got hurt. Forte really put the team on his back. He had 10 catches, but that's kind of it. He doesn't have that season, that moment that stands out for some of these other guys. Um, So I'd say he's probably the ninth best running back of there, even though he had the most yards from scrimmage while he was playing. And that's tough to really digest and... You know, you could probably argue that he's better than, um, you know, a Steven Jackson or a Chris Johnson or a Arian Foster. But um, even if you do, he's still not a top four or five back. Um, and can you really put someone who's not one of the top four or five best running backs in his 
in his time in the Hall of Fame and the way we're doing the Hall of Fame today, we're not. Um, so, so, so yeah, it's, it's tough from when you really put him in, in, in perspective, his career across who else was playing during that time. So that's the case against, and I, you know, that sounded really harsh, but you really have to dissect these players. And especially when it comes to Chicago players, um, I don't want to be looked at as someone who has favoritism or he's a Homer. Um, you know, I saw Matt more than anyone. I want to be as unbiased as possible when it comes to his career. So I just had to really dig deep into does he deserve to be in the hall of fame? So in the end, um, final verdict, what's the result? What do we think? As much as I love Matt Forte, as much as he did for the Chicago bears and as, as, as important as he was for our offense for a number of years and God, without him, we're, we're not going anywhere on the field. We're not scoring any touchdowns. Uh, Matt Forte is not a Hall of Famer. He is, he's the perfect guy to, you know, be on the, the one of the main, um, right when you walk in to the, the Hall of Very Good, he's one of the main pictures on the wall. He's in the mural. You know, the mural, they have murals everywhere. Mural, when you walk into the Hall of Very Good Players, Matt Forte should be on there. Because he's almost at the line of just barely not a hall. Like he is almost in, but not, and and he'll 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 most likely never get in. You know, he's he. We're gonna remember him. We're gonna think back on his career. He'll come up in those conversations of you know one of the, one of the great you know three down backs of all time. But when we think of running backs, he, he will kind of fade into memory. And when you think of the last ten years when he kind of played. You're going to think of the Adrian Petersons, the Marshawn Lynches, the LaShawn McCoys, the Frank Gores, um, Jamal Charles. That's that's who you're going to think of. But when people bring up Matt Forte, you're like, yeah, he had a great career. But we're probably going to slowly, uh, definitely outside of the city of Chicago, you're going to probably slowly forget about his career over time. He'll have, you know, you you think back at like the Clinton Portises, um, the Brian Westbrooks, the Amon Greens from the Green Bay Packers, uh, even the Ricky Williams, like, those are players that you don't think of when you think of the, the all-time greats, the Hall of Famers. But if someone were to bring one of those players up, you're like, yeah, they, they had a great career. They had some great seasons. They really meant a lot to that fan base, the league even, for a good amount of time. But they weren't Hall of Famers. And, and that's that's where we're going to leave Matt Forte in the, the very good Hall of Fame, but getting a no from the pot of fame in terms of um, getting the call to the Hall. So I hate, this is the first, this is the third podcast um, we've done. This is the first person not to get the vote. And it is a Chicago Bear that's not getting our vote for the Hall of Fame, which is tough. Um, but but we are going to take um, a real close look at all, all of any player that I, I look at and anyone that has a chance. You know, I think his candidacy is a good one where you again realize Maybe he wasn't um, as great as, as you thought, um, but then other people, you know, their careers surprise you. Um, but Matt Forte, no call to the hall. Um, thank you for joining. If you disagree with me, which I'm sure many people do, especially my buddies that were Bears fans, um, feel free to leave a comment or, or reach out and let me know that you disagree. Um, but I, I think 
him not being a Hall of Famer is kind of clear cut here. It's hard to, you know, it's hard for me to say he had the most yards from scrimmage during the entire time he played, yet he's not a Hall of Famer. But when you really compare his body of work to people in the Hall of Fame today, um, you, you just can't let him in. So that's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining, and we're, we'll talk to you next uh, next Monday.